I wake up in the back seat of the Honda Civic. Is this a dream? There is no driver. The car seems to be driving itself. It's driving expertly through winding roads as the sun is rising or setting. Not too far, I see an ocean, a big body of water. It's a winding road that slopes not too steeply down to a white sand beach. The car parks. There is an espresso truck parked nearby. I try to get out of the car casually, like this happens a lot. The car just drives me everywhere and I just hop in the back seat and tour along for the ride. Sometimes I end up falling asleep and napping for a good long while until the car drives to the programmed destination. The attendant in the espresso truck is wearing a black bow tie and a small white chef's hat. I amble over with a half smile, he says with a fake eerie cheeriness. Hi there, how can I help you? I glance to see that there is no menu posted on the side of the truck. It says the truck is rated AAA, anything at all. Hey, as long as it's a dream, I think, maybe I'll have a fried chicken drumstick. Instead, I reply, could I get a Mexicano? Certainly, said the bow tie, and promptly disappeared somewhere inside the aluminum metal box. I think maybe that wasn't even a real person there. Max Headroom comes to mind. Ha, I should really start watching back episodes. The slot on the side of the truck starts to blink and I realize I don't have a card or device on me to pay. Bowtie comes back and says, 65, sir. Maybe my wallet's in the car, I think. I'll be right back. Whoa, wait, there's no car. Car's gone. Just the beach and the squawking seagulls. What the f... Bowtie glitches out and repeats the script. 65, sir. They still make you pay around here, I say? Not if it's a problem, sir. Thanks, he says. Enjoy your Mexicano. A small dispenser box opens to reveal my steaming hot coffee. Thanks, I say. I pick up the paper cup, and the door slides to a close. I don't feel I really understand dreams. I don't think anyone really understands all the things that dreams can do. I suspect that the universe isn't random and that you, your journey is partly scripted. I'm Lester Alfonso. You're listening to Soundproof on Trent Radio, 92.7 CFFF-FM in beautiful Peterborough, Ontario, Canada. Soundproof is creative nonfiction for audio with field recordings, personal journals, musical investigations, and more. So you can stop the camera. I want to share a recording we made a few years ago. This is kind of what it's like to homeschool with dad. 
Homeschool is film school with dad. I asked my 12-year-old daughter to help on a film shoot to record an interview that was going to be central to my submission to a contest with the deadline approaching. No one else was available so last minute, so I gave her the video camera and told her to shoot everything and we'll just see how it all comes out in the editing. And if we win a prize, she would probably be the youngest cinematographer ever to have participated. I paid her. It was an experiment. I wanted to make a five-minute film to enter into an annual short documentary contest where filmmakers are asked to make something new on a specific theme. And the theme that year was Never Stop Learning. So I wanted to make a documentary to explore the idea of those recordings that advertise a way to learn while you sleep. That's how I wanted to interpret the theme, Never Stop Learning. So I happened to contact a sleep scientist. Lester, this is Colonel Smith calling. Uh, you wanted to talk to me. Um, I am... Um could be available to talk today or tomorrow sometime. When I got him on the phone, he said he didn't believe those tapes worked. But he believed in dreams. Hello? Hi, I was looking for Dr. Smith. Speaking. Hi, this is Lester Alfonso. I okay. called you earlier and you called me and I was just uh, on the radio actually and uh, I appreciate you calling me back. Were there tapes that people listened to while they slept? That has not turned out to be uh, very successful. Oh. Um, but, but, that's not, that the reason that it's not successful is because that's not how it works. And uh, the, the fact is that when you learn things, then what you, what you must do if you're going to get maximum benefit out of it is then to go to sleep, have the right kinds of sleep, and then the next day you will be... Um, able to remember and actually be a little, have a little bonus, be better off than someone who didn't sleep. So, okay, so if you were to look at learning as a result of perhaps experience, then wouldn't you say that dreaming, which relates to a pos like you know, you feel like it's actually happening to you sometimes. Mm -hmm. So would that be maybe an occasion where you're learning from your dream and therefore you're learning while you sleep? Can you relate a, just a, quickly a, a, an anecdote about perhaps something that you learned through sleep or through dreaming yourself? Is there something, something that I learned through dreaming? Well, um, you know, uh, I just wrote a book called Heads Up Dreaming. Okay. Uh, it came out last summer. It's around. I can't get the bookstore to book it, but it might, it might be in there now. But you can get it on Amazon. Uh -huh. And it's a whole book talking about how you can use your dreams to make good decisions and to, um, you know, sort of... This book is about the possibility that each of us has the biological capability to reduce the uncertainty in our lives. I discovered this capability in myself many years ago, and it has been an important factor guiding me to make the best choices possible. That's from the introduction of the book. 
can talk to me tomorrow afternoon, uh, let's say 3.30. Okay. And are you, like, your lab, that's in Trent University? Yeah, it's down in the basement. It's yeah. right. And I guess uh, you're pretty busy, like, or you wouldn't want me to, like, come bother you. <laughs> no, you can come. Do you think I could come I mean, tomorrow it be, instead? It, it, might, it might be easier for, to do that uh-huh. than to do... I tell you what, um, what, what are you doing tomorrow morning? Dr. Carlisle Smith. Hello, Dr. Carlisle. Hello, hello, Dr. Smith. Hi, I'm Lester Alfonso. You're Dr. Smith? Hello. Hi. Hi, this is, um, there's a documentary crew. No, it's a school project. Uh, no. Uh, we're entering a contest. No. Uh, it's going to be amazing there, so I'm going to have to find someone right away and say, hey, where's the sleep lab? Because we're late. Do you happen to know where the sleep lab is? I got to tell you where this lab is now. Okay. Okay, now there's two doors. There's one that goes straight in, and then there's a restaurant on the left, and, you know, uh, the lecture theater is on the right. Um, but there's another entrance that's down farther. <laughs> okay, sounds and it, like a labyrinth. It, okay, instead of, instead of that one, you go, there's one, you'll see the Praxair, there's nitrogen tanks, big nitrogen tanks. Uh-huh. Okay, it's a big sort of an industrial doorway to go in. I mean, it's, you can see where trucks back up and uh-huh. things are loaded up. Okay, it's in the basement. Okay. And in the basement, uh, you will come in the door, and you go a little bit left, and you kind of keep going straight ahead, but you'll have, you, you would run into a wall unless you went a little bit left. Go down the hall, and then you'll see that there's a swinging door to go through, uh, to continue on down the hall, but you don't do that. Okay. <laughs> you, you will turn left, and there's a little alleyway. Turn left alleyway. A, a little alleyway, and it's SC-136. Science, um, Science Complex 136, it's the sleep lab. 136, the sleep lab. I think and I know you where go along, is. And you will see the door. If mm. you just go along there, you'll see the door sleep lab. Knock on the door. And I'm not going to wake anybody up? <laughs> nope, not, everything will be fine. Okay. Uh, it's a daytime. Conventional physics doesn't really have a very good explanation because time only is supposed to go in one direction. I've talked about and tried to make it understandable. Quantum physics, and if you if you go with quantum physics, it's not so bad. So there's a scientific explanation to how you... There's an attempt. (laughs) An attempt. There's an attempt, a first attempt, and it's, I think it's not so bad. Uh, It's just really uh, difficult to explain, but in physics, they do this kind of thing all the time, where uh, you you, uh, try to fool the machine into um, guessing or doing a certain thing and you can uh, decide ahead of time uh, 
or you can decide after the machine's done it and it will still do it. Time is, time is not the, what you think it is. And, and it's so ingrained in you that, that, that and, and of course physics is busy discussing this now. Time is a problem for them and there's all sorts of discussion and all sorts of camps about what it should be doing. But it's clear that it isn't what we, it isn't just Newtonian anymore. It's, it's, it's got, it's, it's a little more flexible than you thought. And, uh, and, and everybody goes, oh, well, now I feel better because I was doing that, but I thought, well, I wasn't supposed to, or I didn't think I was just, I was just fooling myself. You weren't. And uh, I've taught my, my wife can do it, my children, I've taught my children how to do it. Anybody that I meet, I talk them into doing it. And once you do it, you go, oh, okay, I can do this. And don't worry about the physics, That's, I can do this. Carlisle Smith dutifully documents his dreams every morning ever since he noticed that he can dream about the future and he can gently influence the results in real life the next day. You, you kind of take your notebook into the darkened theater of dreams with you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's right by the bed. And, and, and you have to have this mindset where you can say, okay, this is good, I'm gonna have some dreams here. And I, I want, you know, I, I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready, whatever it is. While working as a scientist studying sleep behavior, Carlisle T. Smith, PhD, began to notice a pattern in dreams. The ability to predict future events while sleeping. These heads-up dreams are part of the natural human capacity for precognition. Using scientific studies, test groups, and his own personal experience, Dr. Smith was able to not only better understand the phenomena, he was able to train his own mind to use the heads-up dream as a tool for his life. I, I was actually a, a, a physiological psychologist. I was busy studying rats and sleep and things like that. But sort of as a, a hobby, I read this book and I'm like, well, isn't that interesting? It was a book about Edgar Cayce, the so-called sleeping prophet. Uh, I think I'll study dreams. How hard could that be? And I started recording my dreams looking at him, and uh, uh, I thought, well, I'll, I'll figure out what's all this fuss about Freud, all these people, I'll, I'll figure out what these dreams are about. And in fact, it turned out to be quite hard. And I couldn't figure out, I mean, they, that was, it was quite hard. Okay. And, but then I noticed that a couple kind of were like something I experienced later in the day, and I kind of noticed that. And that was my, that's what I glomped onto. And so I began to look just for those. Now, there might be a bias here, but I was very careful to write down. If I didn't write it down in the morning, I didn't count it. Because you have to write it down so that you can't later in the day say, yeah, I did dream about that, and, I, and, and you change it in your mind. You have to have it written down so that you can check later in the day with what really happened. And it's never 100% correspondence, but it's not bad. I've been doing it for years, and I thought, and I used to try to tell people this. This was yeah. 40 years ago. Yeah. Um, I would say that some people just kind of laughed, and at that time I thought, okay, go ahead, uh, have a fender bender, drop stuff on your foot, do I, I, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and if you don't like it, yeah. then okay. Uh, but then I kind of felt bad because I had been teaching my family. I thought, like, you know, I really wish that more people would could do this because yeah. it's it's helpful. Yeah, you are looking at in your dream, you are looking at a probable outcome if you keep doing what you're doing, okay? And there's a number of probable outcomes that might occur. 
depending on depending on you. Uh, and some of them. Uh, now, there's a certain kind of dream uh, that that you can start to recognize. They're kind of short. They're usually very literal. Did you have a, a dream about me? No. Uh, I, I, you know, at this point, I have dreams about generally about you know uh, being able to do things. No. I, I didn't, but generally, uh, I, I'm guessing that um, there's no accidents. I'm not sure why you're here, but I knew that, that this was going to be... Um, something. Something. I don't have big, you know, this is what's going to happen to the world dreams. They're about me, or, or they're about my... my, my pets, they're about my family, they're, they're about things that I care about. If you're going to start to do this, I really recommend that you write them down. Uh, it's, it's a commitment that you're, if your brain sees that you're going to get up and just sort of maybe remember them but not, then you'll just go the way you've always gone. If you start to write them down, you get a book, you have the date, and you want to write something down, you try to write down something every day. When your brain sees that you're interested, it'll flood you with stuff. I was dreaming about home, about my parents, and got a long going issue there with, with coyotes um, preying on like on pet house cats. But I had a dream that I was there, my parents, and I looked out the window and I saw an enormous green snake um, looking at and lunging at and grabbing my mother's favorite cat, Gussie. He grabbed the cat and I, you know, I yelled at my folks um, to run outside and I ran out and I jumped over the fence and I had to run past a Scottish bull, of all things, that was in, in the field for some reason, but it was too late and this enormous snake had taken the cat. So then I went with my dad and I think my mom and we tracked it down and it was like a 12 or 14 foot green anaconda and we killed it i think we like shoved a chair in its mouth and maybe cut it or hacked at it but uh we did end up killing it even though it was too late to save uh, poor gussie the cat so i was looking up you know interpretations of snakes and bulls and dreams you know that snakes are maybe about anxieties and fears and bulls are about standing strong i don't know and then the same night, I had this dream that I had a large pet rat that was like abnormally intelligent, like a super intelligent rat. And I think I had dyed it like green and pink, like green trousers and pink sweater. And I took it to some venue that was in an old, like an old hotel type thing. And I put it in a, uh, in a closet so it would be safe in the closet while I was doing something. And something happened and, and a, a dog chased the rat under a couch and kind of mangled it a little bit and afterwards the rat like it had a real vendetta it hated dogs I think and it was really upset with me and was planning some great vengeance against the canine species and I felt really guilty because I had neglected you know the safety of, of my friend the rat but one in ten of these is going to be what I call a heads-up dream. Sort of something to warn you that you gotta, gotta adjust. 
So, so you're still doing this? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. goodness. I would never make a major decision without having a dream about it. You you better want to do this because I kind of want. I'm looking forward to the flood of dreams. That's that's good. It'll take a while, but yeah. I, it may. I I have no idea. You seem to be quite interested, and uh, somehow, I was. Uh, there's no accidents in the world. You're supposed yeah. to be here. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, here you go. Uh, there's you. your there's your book. Well, thank you again, doctor. Okay. Well, I will um, get in touch and. I will read your book and I will start recording my dreams okay. and well, um, I'm going to produce something within the next couple of weeks so you'll know. Four years later. Sure that it's... Uh, <laughs> it's uh, going to be good. It's going to be unfolding the yeah. way it should. Yeah, awesome. Thank you yeah. so much for your trust and patience. Okay, well, good luck. Thank you. And Bye. Uh, good luck to you. I think that this, is this person should learn to dream too. Yeah. She probably does. Do you oh, dream? I think she keeps yeah. a dream journal. Oh, like, good start. Yeah. Good start. <laughs> I had my children keeping dream journals, and they, when they first had their first heads up dream, I said, you know, you dreamt about that. And there it is. Like, oh, oh. Once they found out that they could do that, they just, they just took off. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And okay, so, thanks again. Okay. I think that interview went well. I don't know how technically it sounded or it looked. I'm sure we could work with something with that. He seems like a really, really nice guy really into his dreams. I really wanted him to have a good answer to, did you dream about me? Did you dream about me? <laughs> yeah, I dreamt about you, Lester. That's not how he sounds. Yes, Lester, I dreamt about you last night. I saw, I dreamt that you had a hat on. That same hat you're wearing now. Fun, 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 getting the story, getting the story, investigating news dreams. For you now, news, news, people, news, people, news. Hi, I'm Lester Alfonso, and you're listening to Soundproof on Trent Radio 92.7 FM. Soundproof is creative nonfiction for audio with field recordings, personal journals, musical investigations, and more. Soundproof is produced and edited by Lester Alfonso with help from co-producer Carly Von Spronson. Special thanks to audio engineer Michael Phillips for mastering this episode. He offers major label quality music production, mixing, recording, audio editing, and just about anything you can think of in the world of audio engineering. Go to www.soundsgoodmikey.com for more details. Extra special thanks goes to Dr. Carlisle Smith for appearing on Soundproof. His book, Heads Up Dreaming, is available on Amazon. Thank you to Jay Plough for his dream message. 
thanks to Alex and all the staff and volunteers at Trent Radio 92.7 CFFF FM in beautiful Peterborough, Ontario, Canada. Follow the podcast on iTunes for complete credits. Check the episode notes or just go to lestralfonso.com slash soundproof. Thanks for listening. Hello there. This is your conversophone instructor who will teach you the essentials of touch typing quickly and efficiently. Learning touch typing is really quite easy. Follow my instructions carefully, and by the time you have finished this record, you will have mastered the typewriter keyboard. Try not to look at the keys when typing, and don't worry about mistakes. They will disappear with practice. Ready?
Space.